Spoilers. 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 Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to episode six of Spoiler Season Ixalan. Uh, thank you to New England Comics uh, for their support. You can find them at NEC Coolidge on Facebook and to Flipside Gaming, who you can find online at flipsidegaming.com. So, uh, Katie, we're going to pick up where we left off, or where you know our, our stand-ins, Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. left off last time with your absence and, um, and mine as well. Sure, <laughs> yes, your absence as well. Yes. No, Rick and Morty did a great job together. I, I thought they did all right. The two of them. Right. Actually, we have M- Morty. How, how do you think you did? Uh, I think I think I, I think I did all right. Um, I thought I, I I don't have a lot of confidence, but uh, my my uncle Rick said uh, I I did okay. Um, we're we're glad to hear that, Morty. We're glad to hear that. That's great, Morty. Um, so why don't you get us started, Katie, with uh, the blue card? <laughs> yeah, the blue card. All right. Anyways, uh, our first card of the day is Stormfleet Spy. This is blue two for a two two human pirate has raid. When it enters the battlefield, if you attack with a creature this turn, draw a card. Yeah, this is a, uh, you know, this is nothing too exciting. Like in limited, this is is pretty good, I think. Um, it like conjures up for me memories of the uh, green two 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 the, that exerts to draw a card. Oh, Do you remember? I think it was three for two two. Sure, like one of the hydras or something. Yeah, something like that. But it, uh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that where, like, you know, you should be wanting to, like, get this with the card draw, because otherwise it's... Three for a 2-2 two, yeah, two is a poor rate. Yeah, it's just If you care about the pirates, that helps. Yeah, I just think, like, you'll usually be able to get the raid on this, um, yeah. and then it, it becomes, like, decent. So, this isn't a card that, like, I'm excited about, but it seems like a, a nice roll filler for uh, Blue Decks Unlimited, especially more aggressive Blue Decks Unlimited. Definitely. Our next card is Lookout's Dispersal. This is blue two instant. Lookout's Dispersal costs one less to cast if you control a pirate, and you counter target spell unless this controller pays four. So this card has kind of two modes, right? It has the spell shrivel mode, uh, which we've seen in standard, is you know the three mana counter unless they pay four, um, and that card has seen play in constructed when you are splashing blue in a control deck and you right. can't afford to go double blue because usually making them pay four is going to be sufficient to counter the spell um the other mode is a just better mana leak right like mana leak but four so Mm -hmm. i think you have to be a little bit careful because again every time people see counter spells they want to jump right to um oh like control decks are gonna want this i don't think control decks are gonna want this card i think that this is another tempo card like spell pierce uh, where but even more like better because you can main board it regardless of what you're playing against so i think like pirates aggro right it's probably not going to be too tough to hold up two mana and counter any spell that they're like if, you know they try to throw down a big blocker or play a dinosaur that's gonna try make to play the second a board body wipe. a board wipe right play, this um, is so easy to hold up on spell. turn five yeah. yeah play a three drop pirate and you hold this up yeah i like it a lot i like the card a lot um it, it yeah it seems like a very strong role filler in that in that kind of a deck yeah um Good. So our next card is not one card, but a series. Uh, I don't know if we. I don't think we talked about these yet, but they have a cycle of basics that have Jason them, <laughs> who is lost, is lost, literally all over Ixalan. Looking around, you know, he's in the woods, in the mountains, just all over the place. Yeah. Um. They yeah lands with Jason. Uh. They do the same thing as normal lands. They don't add some extra Jace mana or anything like that. I mean, don't they though? Maybe. Maybe they do. I haven't <laughs> tried playing with them yet, so we'll have to see. Mm. Um, and I, I think we have to mention, Katie, 
the new Unstable Basics. <gasps> oh, they're so pretty. So pretty. They're really nice. The John board, Avon is a master of magic basics. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're gorgeous. Um, they are borderless, so they don't have any border. Yeah. Uh, which means that they're not constructively playable because black bordered cards that are not black bordered can't be played and constructed that um but they're changing that rule don't uh, worry upon printing them uh, uh so then they'll be able to be played um and oh yeah cards without like a black or a white border or whatever okay. um and i was gonna say something else. oh yeah john avon i think the thing that makes his land stand out and make them look so good is that all the light in the art is the same color of the like color of mana or like on his plains, the light is all white. and his mountains, the light is all red. Islands, it's all blue, and so on. It's it makes for these really nice, just very pretty lands. Yeah. Well, I think it makes it makes some of them look really magical. Like his forest stands yeah. out in particular because it has this sort of like, like bright glow. Like it doesn't look like just a normal forest. Like sure, a forest could take on that green hue with the light coming through it, but like, it just looks like something sort of magical could be happening there. So I really, I really like his lands. I think the forest and the swamp stand out in particular. As I do being... like the island as well. I yeah. like all of them. But yeah. 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 Cool. What's our next card? In right, we have Conqueror of Battle. This is white two for a 2-2 two, two vampire soldier. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a card named Conqueror of Battle. Reveal it and put it into your hand. Shuffle your library afterwards. Do you think this fits anywhere? Well, I know we talked about it a little before, and uh, we're thinking this might fit in a monument deck, because this is a nice way to keep the dudes coming. Yeah, because Oketra's Monument will reduce this to two mana. So on turn four, you uh, you can, you know, turn three monument, turn four, you can play this plus itself again, mm -hmm. uh, which is nice. Um, it's like a, you know, a miniature Squadron Hawk. Um, if it was just Squadron Hawk, it'd be insane. What's Squadron but Hawk? Squadron Hawk was uh, a card that was white one for a 1-1 one, one bury with flying, and when it entered the battlefield, you search your library for up to three cards named Squadron Hawk oh. in your hand. It was, yeah, it was insane. Um, so, yeah, this is it. Uh, and then in Limited, this is also really nice because three mana for a 2-2, two, two, again, it, like is pretty mediocre to like sub-mediocre, but uh, just like guaranteed card advantage in multiples is sweet. Right, and so this is a common, you, so you're likely to get multiples. Yeah, um, if you, I think, and these just scale. Where like, I think you, you know, the first one, bad the second one fine the mm -hmm. third one like very good and then they start going down in value again i think after like three or four because you don't want yeah. to just like be flooding out with two twos, two twos? yeah pretty, pretty not poor. quite that good it reminds me of um we had that automaton that could go get another automaton when it entered in yeah Kaladesh. i mean they were four fours so they were much more substantial but um, yeah that's why i would always play as many of those yeah. as i could i think it was a good card but it's good to like have a guaranteed draw of another like creature active spell right definitely so, definitely yeah. our next card is dinosaur stampede <laughs> wait i'm really confused that was the stampede call why is there a call for stampedes because how do they know when to all run together because they all get enraged uh... yeah so this is red two instant attacking creatures get plus two plus oh until end of turn dinosaurs you control gain trample until end of turn <sighs> instant speed trample is like a real doozy. Because you think speed, you're safe. Board pumps are great. True, true, true. Like, to, we've seen a lot of uh, sorcery speed pumps, mm -hmm. uh, but an instant speed one is fantastic uh, because you're able to just, like, blow them out. And I think the trample, trample is very nice, very relevant, and this card becomes a lot better in dinosaur decks. But if you're just in any kind of red aggro deck that wants to be playing out a lot of creatures, I'd happily play this. Um, 
I think, like, you don't want too many of these because this card is terrible when you're behind. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, all of these cards have, like, two modes. Either win the game or do absolutely nothing, and, and that's pretty poor. Uh, but I tend to like, you know, one of these in, in my aggro deck. So. Yeah. Now, would you ever run this in the, the Constructed Dinosaur deck that we're starting to see build? I don't think so. I just think, like... Too expensive, takes up a slot. Not necessary, because your dinosaurs it's, are bigger. Yeah. It's not, It's not necess- It's not like, going to do enough. Um, like, you're paying three mana for it, which is a lot, uh, and it's uh, it's terrible when you're behind, and, like, yeah. you can less afford to have dead cards and Constructed, um, especially when you're behind. And, like, I, the dinosaur decks, I don't think are going to need this effect. I could see it maybe coming in out of the side, like, maybe you run this in the sideboard if you're expecting mirrors or you're expecting like a really cloggy thing mm. than like maybe but even then i feel like you probably just have better options than this card cool yeah our next card is rampaging ferocidon roar <laughs> this is red two for a three three dinosaur with menace players can't gain life and when another creature enters the battlefield rampaging ferocidon deals one damage to that creature's controller um, what I like about this is, so I misread it at first. I thought it deals one damage to that creature, and I was oh. like, "This is incredible. I was like, every time you get enraged, exactly. Yeah, but it's not. So it's the controller only. Yeah. Um, I think this card is. It's interesting. It's like another really cheap dinosaur. Yeah. Um, three for a three three is a reasonable rate. And you attack on the menace, is, and yeah. it becomes pretty good. Uh, if you have ways to pump dinosaurs, it becomes even better. Um, and if the dinosaur, the dinosaur deck is one that wants to be playing out creatures and attacking, so like. You know, you probably get to deal a little bit of damage to your opponents, and you don't care so much about your life total. Mm. Um, I don't know. And limited, the card's really strong. Like, oh, yeah. Like, 3-3 for 3, Menace. 3-4-3-3. <laughs> three, 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 three. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, in Constructed, though, I, I like, I just not, I had to see, <laughs> like, how the dinosaur decks end up getting built, because the card is kind of odd. Um, yeah. It also, like, should, you should pay attention to the fact that it says players can't gain life. Uh, because this also is like I was going to say like that a, barely even seems relevant. Well, I think that it's one of those cards. It's like a, what's it called? Uh, like a hoser card where mm. it's not relevant until, until it's, very, it's relevant, very relevant. Right? So if the like Crested Sunmare. Could be nice against Sun control Mare, decks that are depending on Fumigate to come back. If that sounds awful. I don't think you ever want to bring in a can't gain life against a control deck. That's just no, like no, no, so no. dead. Like if you happen to have this though, like it could... You I would know. not bring in a three mana three three against control deck. No, I mean if you happen to be running, like if you happen to be running it anyway, I don't think I would take up slideboard slot with this. That's not oh, okay. good enough. But I'm saying like it, like if it incidentally is there, sometimes control decks are depending on gaining a little bit of life from fumigate to pad them. Yeah, so I think that like if you have this in the main, like the can't gain life thing is sometimes a nice like benefit to tack on, like icing on the cake. Um, but. I- I don't like it. You wouldn't run. I definitely no. wouldn't run it um, for that. Well, what I'm what I'm trying to say is like this is a good hoser card because if there's a deck like Crusted Sunmare and that deck ends up becoming um, like oppressive or just like tier one or tier two, then this is actually a reasonable sideboard card to bring in against that, stopping your opponent from gaining any life and doing anything. Um, it's great. You get to shut down their whole deck. Horse tribal. Yeah, with uh, one horse. Yeah. Next is Ryle. This is red sorcery. Ryle deals one damage to target creature you control. That creature gains trample until end of turn and draw a card. Oh, I like it with dinosaurs. Trigger and rage. Trample, your dinosaurs are probably bigger. It can sometimes get cloggy, so this is a nice way to get through. It's as cheap as it can be, and it replaces itself. I, you know, I wish it were instant speed, but it's 
I think really good and limited if you have a couple dinosaurs. Yeah, we'll see if this manages to like find its way into some standard dinosaur deck. Like you need a pretty large number of enraged creatures, enraged, and the yeah. enrages need to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, in limited though, uh, this card is fantastic because if you can pair it with some kind of enraged thing that is going to provide like a card's worth of card advantage, then this is a two for one for one mana. Um, so I really like Ryle in uh, dinosaur decks if you have a critical mass of enraged creatures. Our next card is Search for Azkanta. This is blue one for a legendary enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. You may put it into your graveyard. Then, if you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, you may transform Search for Azkanta. Do you think they find Azkanta? No. <laughs> Wrong! They do! What? It, it transforms into Azkanta, the sunken ruin. This is a legendary land, and you can tap to add blue to your mana pool. Or you can pay blue to tap, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a non-creature, non-land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Um, I, I love this for control decks because uh, the front side is something you want, you're want. you happy to do anyways um, in that it's like a scry um, that can also fill up your graveyard. So you can put something in there to flashback with gear hulks if you want um, or in aftermath or an embalm. But like that's probably less relevant to what you're doing. Um, second, it's really cheap, and if you're that's important because you're going to play a sorcery speed spell in a control deck, then it needs to be cheap so you can hold up removal or counter magic. Uh, it's very easy to turn on, like you're going to be casting a lot of spells, um, so you should be able to flip this like relatively quickly. Um, and when you do, um, two things happen. One, like you do get an extra land, uh, and that's not an irrelevant thing. Like uh, control decks really like to hit their land drops and like to get ahead of their opponents on mana. Um, so that's a, a nice little benefit that happens because this does tap for blue. Second, this is an impulse that basically is going to get any card in your deck except for land. Um, and like occasionally, like if you have the Gear Hulk or Scare of God, but um, this is just so good. It's like a, yeah, it's just impulse that gets you. Oh, it's so good. It, I'm really excited to play <laughs> with this. It's a, it's a sweet card. It's exciting. I, I don't suspect I will be playing with it because I don't play a lot of control, but. Um... Yeah, this does look really good in a control tech. The front side a little bit reminds me of um, Lifecrafter's Beastery, which was three mana, and at the beginning of each upkeep, you scryed. It had the the added card advantage clause for green, but um, this is like half a scry, and it's one cheaper, which really matters for control. So I think this is going to serve control really well. Yeah, it reminds me, I think, more of Thassa, because Thassa just let you scry, and whereas like Beastery gave you the card advantage when you wanted it as well. Yeah. Um, but the, you're right that like the backside provides the card advantage, mm-hmm. and because it's on a land, I don't know like how this get how you lose if this flips. It just, it's just you're right. just it's drawing an extra so card every of. turn. Yeah, and like not just an extra card, but you're drawing like your best card of your top four every turn, um, which yeah, yeah, yeah. This can cascade pretty fast. I think if this flips, does Sorcerer's Spyglass hit this? Because like which one, Sorcerer's Spyglass? The new. Um, Hitting needle that uh, you they reveal their hand and uh, then uh, so when it enters it's like a two man artifact when it enters the battlefield they reveal their hand uh, and then you get to name a card and activate abilities uh, the chosen name can't be activated unless they're mana abilities um, yeah okay, so you so can actually could, name the land yeah this yeah. doesn't specify so you can name the land it could still tap for mana it's nice that it taps for blue right it's not yeah. just a colorless but yeah you wouldn't be able to draw cards with it anymore yeah. Um, because you know the fact you know that it is still a land is nice like you're ramping yourself one um, mm-hmm. a little bit so 
Uh, yeah. What's our next card? Next up is Lurking Chukacabra. Oh my. Uh, this is Black 3 for a 2-3 Beast Horror Horror Tribal. I don't think that's one of the tribes. I know. <laughs> I just, I know Thing in the Ice is rotating, but I like have always sort of wanted a deck that plays Thing and other horror creatures and like, then it's a one-sided board wipe. That'd be cool. Right? Wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, this is a beast horror, and whenever a creature you control explores, target creature and opponent controls gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. Hmm. Yeah. I think, again, this is definitely a limited card, and if you have a couple explorers, this has nice value. Otherwise, What if you have two explorers? <laughs> then don't cheat. Ah, okay. Yeah. There needs to be a card that explores twice. So we can go, uh, two explorers? No, you just gotta play two things and make it Instead happen. Say two explorers. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, Do you think this could ever see play in Constructed? I... I want to say no. This feels like a really expensive card and doesn't do anything by itself. And I haven't seen an engine that lets you explore really regularly, such mm-hmm. that it would be turned on frequently. Yeah. So I... I kind of think not, but I'm I'm not married to that idea. Yeah, the thing that I like about it is that uh, it doesn't cost anything to do, mm-hmm. um, and that, like, when it happens, this is just going to be pure upside, and you're already getting, like, the card that is doing the exploring, and then the exploring itself. Um, and I think that, like, if you have the right combination of cards, then this might be playable. Uh I mean, it'll either see zero play or it'll be, like, a staple in, like, the mono explorer deck. Where, like... Because, mm-hmm. like, it reminds me a little bit of Doomwake Giant. Like, Doomwake Giant is a different card. Because, it, first of all, it triggers itself when it comes down. It was a better rate. It was a five mana for a four five. Um, but it was so easy to just go off. And that per- very particular constellation deck, you just go enchantment, 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 and then they w- lose their whole board. And you're providing card advantage the whole time by like drawing cards or getting live and doing whatever. And this, I think, has the same ability, where it's like pretty bad most of the time, but in a deck that can reliably just go explore, 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 you can do a ton of damage to your opponent's board. Yeah. Um, so I'll be keeping this in my mind. Unless, I mean, like right now, I don't think we can play this, but if there's some kind of engine for Explorer, then I think this card becomes a lot better. Right. It'd have to be really, really regular, but you're right. Otherwise, it's just a card that rewards you for playing your deck. Right. Um, I don't see it yet. Yeah. Yeah. In Limited, though, this seems awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like Absolutely would that. play this yeah. in Limited. I like the, the slightly bigger back end. 2-3 is much better in Limited than a 2-2. Yeah. Two, two. 4 is a little expensive, so I think you do want like a critical mass of Explorers before... Before you, you slot this before in. Before you play this, yeah, because yeah, it is a bad Otherwise, rate. it's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Next is Merfolk Branchwalker. Green one for a 2-1 Merfolk Scout. When it enters Battlefield, it explores. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Synergy! Uh, I like this. I think this card is pretty good. Um, I think that there's a standard Merfolk deck. This is in it. Uh, because the ability to play this as a 2-mana 3-2 is awesome. Merfolk is the tribe that carries the most about plus one counters, which is great. Um, yeah, it just seems like an all-around strong card, and in limited, uh, I, would, I would play this. Just it's it's so nice. It's such a good card. It's just like either a really great rate or it draws you a land and sweet. Yeah, I still feel like I really need to play with Explore to get a sense of how good it is because yeah. this uncertainty around whether you're drawing a land or sort of like 
half scrying getting a counter. I, like, I, I can't decide when I want which, and you don't get to choose which. No, but I think that, like, the um, these cards are at their best when either, like, if it's, like, a split card, either side is really good. So, like, right. would you play a two-mana 2-1 two that when it enters the battlefield puts a land in your hand? Absolutely. Happily play that in limited. Yeah. And then would I play a two-mana 3-2 three two with no downside? Absolutely. Happy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. A two-mana 3-2 three two with a scry? Yes, happily play that. So, like, both sides are really, really good. Um, and that's why I think this card is, is really strong. And I think that's how you should evaluate, like, most Explorers cards. Like, yeah. if one of the sides you'd be really unhappy with, I would say, it's like, probably it's probably good. not good to play it. Yeah. Yeah. But this card is just incredible. It's such a good rate. Very cool. Next we have, uh, you can read it. It's, uh, I like this one. This reminds <laughs> me of uh, an old it. favorite. Go for it. Okay, so this is Bishop of the Bloodstained. Uh, this is the uh, Black Black 3 for a 3-3 Vampire Cleric. When Bishop of the Bloodstain enters the battlefield, target opponent loses one life for each vampire you control. Mm. This reminds me a lot of Gary, of Grey Merchant <laughs> of Asphodel, uh, which was the backbone of Mono Black Devotion. So I'm becoming a little bit more intrigued by vampires with yeah. this individual card spoiled. Because what we've seen so far is like, Okay, you can make vampires, but they're like weak. Like these pathetic 1-1 one, one life Yeah, like, on like what the are they ground? doing? But yeah. it looks like the play pattern of vampires might be to just stall, like make it so your opponent can't really profitably attack, and then do broken things with like having a large number of vampires. Yeah, so you have this card, right, which drains for each vampire you control, so you really want to go wide. We have the other vampire that comes back if you tap three untapped vampires. I don't think that's constructed playable, okay. though. I think that's too bad. But this card is But I mean, this idea of, like, you really want... A, a large number of them. Right. Sure, 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 sure. Which fits with the flavor of, like, their conquistadors, so you want a lot of them if you're going to conquer yeah, places. There you go. But uh, this, this kind of effect is so strong because... Um, your, your opponent, there's, like, nothing your opponent can do. Like, I'm like sure, if they're in a control deck, like, they can counter it. Uh, and if you're in a control deck, like, you probably don't have a whole lot of vampires anyways. But against anything else, like, I remember the, the days of Black Devotion when they'd be playing out their stuff and you're trying to fight it the best you can. You kill something here and there. Then they merchant you. The first merchant was usually, like, uh, so, like, uh, your first merchant was, like, for five. But then the second merchant... <laughs> The second merchant would just kill you. And this one, this is going to be the base rate is one instead of two. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, just still. Like, I, I feel like you're going to play this for like three or four. And then the second one is going to be backbreaking. Yeah. And then like the body is reasonable. It's a three, three. Uh, I think Gary was a two, four, which may be a little bit better if you're trying to clog things up. But mm -hmm. uh, a three, three is like still whatever on a, a five mana body. So I'm excited for this. I'm more excited now to look at vampires. Um, because I think this card was, will be a linchpin of uh, whatever vampire deck comes together if there is one. Yeah. I'm going to say, actually, though, the card I like better than Gary that is similar to this is Shaman of the Pack. Shaman of the Pack. And, <laughs> well, and that card is insane. That card's awesome. Uh, but it's like, three mana, right? Yeah, that's why. Because oh. it's three mana. Elves has a bunch of ways of like finding more elves. Yeah, elves goes wide like really quickly. I love Shaman of the yeah. Pack. But it, it has this, it's the same thing, right? It, um, life equals to the number of creatures right. you control. So same sort of idea. It's cheaper. You could, at that time, you could search for it with like Cord or Coco. Yeah. Like, 
This deck might have more trouble finding this card. We have seen a couple ways of going wide with vampires. But I suspect it won't be as like... I mean, elves was mono one and two drops, right? Like yeah. With like one or two threes thrown in. So like, yeah. I think vampires will probably not do quite the same like explosion of stuff onto the battlefield right. that elves is capable of. All right, last card. This is our Planeswalker. Yeah, the one I wanted to see. The ones you've see. been waiting for. And it looks pretty good. So this is Vraska, Relic Seeker. Uh, green, black, four. So six mana, but six loyalty Planeswalker. Legendary Planeswalker, mm. I should say. So it has a plus two. Create a two-two black pirate creature token with menace. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Just like, really though. We'll get into it, but... Anyways, uh, minus three. Destroy target artifact, creature, or enchantment. Create a colorless treasure token. Minus ten. Target player's life total becomes one. Okay. So before we evaluate this card, I just want to talk about it a little bit in terms of the design of it because um, I like that... And Wizards has talked about doing this, about trying to make individual Planeswalkers uh, have some consistency from Planeswalker design to Planeswalker design. So this is Vraska's second card. Um, and I played a lot of Vraska in her oh. first card. I don't know if you, you remember this, but actually Vraska the Unseen, so I came back to playing competitive magic uh, in Scars and like really started getting more into it in Return to Ravnica. So I played a lot of Vraska uh, and she was great. She ticked up and made uh, any creature that dealt damage to her would just die. Um, her minus three destroyed any non-land permanent, which means she could kill other planeswalkers. And this is why I think she was underrated, because she, I don't know, she and she came in with five loyalty for five mana, plus one, minus three. Uh, and then her uh, ultimate was to put three assassins into play, and they would attack, yes. and if a player was dealt damage by one, they just lost the game. So I like that they've kept um, her minus three is almost the same, where the only difference is she can't kill planeswalkers anymore, which mm -hmm. is probably... A good thing. Probably reasonable. Because that's really uh, that quite be, strong. You could minus three, minus three turn turns in a row yep. and kill two planeswalkers. Um, so I like that. But in exchange, you're getting a, a treasure, right? Which is in, in line with like the flavor of like, well, she's a pirate now yeah. or an excellent. She's a relic seeker. Yeah. So obviously she's taking out these creatures and artifacts to get right. money. And then her ultimate um, still relates to kind of just like your opponent kind of just loses the game, right? Where like you get them to one. And it makes one of her previous assassins lethal whether or not they were the assassin. <laughs> but uh, so again, like the minus three and the minus uh, the ultimate are both very similar, uh, have similar flavor to what she was doing last time. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that they've managed to kind of maintain Vraska's identity. Uh, and I'm really excited to play with this Vraska. Yeah. So that said, take it away. Evaluate this card. All right. So for starters, six mana for six loyalty is very good. And it ticks up two. So it can be at eight loyalty on the turn it comes down this is going to be a really hard planeswalker to deal with by hitting it yeah and another thing about its loyalty is that people always one thing like so yeah you evaluate like the loyalty it has when it comes down uh, and you can also look at how many times it can use its minus ability and it can do it twice so you get to right. kill two things with this if they don't touch it which is is sweet because yeah. a lot of planeswalkers you can only do that once then you have to take them then off you have then to you take up and then yeah. you can take down again and usually yeah that kills them so yeah, I think that's really great. And unlike, say, Nahiri, who was very good, like, Nahiri could only exile things that had already attacked or tapped for some reason. So this is, like, this is more like an Obnixilis tick down. Like, there are no conditions. You just mm -hmm. get to kill something. 
Um, and the treasure is sort of like a nice incidental. I imagine you already have six mana on board. I'm not sure how important it's going to be to get that treasure, mm-hmm. but you it's know, a nice random upside. Yeah, it could come in handy. Um, I really like the tick up. Like if we think about recently the planeswalkers that make bodies, right? We have Nissa, which was a three mana planeswalker, so it ticked up and made a zero one, which makes sense for three mana. Um, we had Gideon, which was a four mana planeswalker, and it made a two two, and that was a zero ability. Yeah, that was a zero, so it didn't tick him up, but yeah. it was good protection anyway. Um, so this is like there, you know, you have to step it up if it's a six mana planeswalker. This has got to be impactful. So plus two, I really plus two feels so different from plus one. I think um, the most apt comparison for Vraska uh, is Elspeth. Um, oh, Elspeth's son's she champion. Made three one ones. Yeah. So she was six mana. Came down with I think four loyalty. I think you can minus three her and destroy all creatures with power greater than like four or something oh, or three. Yeah. And then you could tick her plus one to make three one ones, and their ult would just win you the game because it gave everything plus two plus two flying. Um, but what I mean in terms of reminding me of Elspeth is that I think that their Vraska is going to play a similar role. Like I think the power level of Vraska is lower than Elspeth. Elspeth was a really really strong magic card, mm-hmm. but like I could imagine in the absence of Elspeth, old Obzon would have played Vraska happily. I think, um, and I think that here it's going to fulfill a similar role where if there's a like grindy black green deck or a black green x control deck or like a controlling mid-range deck like you saw in obson um vraska is going to be the top end where they play you play vraska you make a 2-2 or kill something and then your opponent's not going to be able to pressure this sufficiently because of what you, you said it just has so much loyalty it's plus two in each turn or killing an attacker um and it means that it's going to take over the game you're just going to churn out two twos kill things when they're a problem um and a huge amount of loyalty means that you can very easily do either one of the plus two or minus three whenever you feel like it. And yeah. then when, you ha- when you're when you there, just alter and kill your opponent if you even need to. The two twos have menace, so like you're not, they're not going to be able to block them very well. Um, I just think that she's going to be really, really good top end for any of this style of deck. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, to play with Frasca. So I know black-green has sort of fallen out of favor. It hasn't been a very good deck recently. Do yeah. you think this... Fits in a black-green shell as a top-end early, you're playing Snake. Maybe turn five, you're playing Gear Hulk, And then you play Vraska. Mm, it doesn't seem to fit so. with the synergy of black-green. Yeah, because, green. I mean, like, maybe black-green will play Vraska because it's losing. Like, it just wants Planeswalkers, and it loses Ob, and it loses Nyssa. Um, Not that it usually ran Ob main. No, it ran Ob in the side, though. Yeah. Um, for, like, the Planeswalker battles. And sometimes it did run a one of Ob in the main. So, like, Vraska is just, like, Planeswalkers are good. They are card advantage. It's yep. probably still true. <laughs> and it's in my colors, right. so... But I think that, like, Snake usually attacks. Uh, and I, I don't know how yeah. Snake is going to be, because losing Nyssa, I think, is a pretty significant blow. I think that uh, the Snake deck is going to have to move more toward the energy builds that mm. are more aggressive. So, it feels like the Vraska deck, the Black Green X deck, it's either, like, Jund... I think, it's, I think you need a third color. Jun, Sultai, or Obzalon. Um, and I think you're running, like, Vraska's Contempt. You're running, like, a board wipe of some sort. And then you're running, like, resilient creatures that have good ETBs. And then this is your, your top end. Lots of removal. Um, you're probably running Duress as well, since we have that awesome card again. 
Um, so you're picturing like a controlling, yes, a controlling black green deck yeah. with maybe with a third color. Because I feel like it could be misleading, right? You see the plus two makes a pirate, and you're thinking maybe I want pirate synergies, but pirates are so small and aggressive. And aggressive, like you don't want a six drop. No, because this is like honestly, that deck is so aggressive. You you might not get the turn six. You might get the turn six, and then you're going to tap out for a two two pirate. Yeah. Like, that feels terrible. What about the, um, don't we have that five drop pirate, like, blue, black, three, for, like, a something, plus one, plus star, plus star for the number of artifacts? Because this would benefit from Vraska's minus, and... I don't like it. Okay. I, I just, I don't, like, I don't think, I think they made, gave Vraska some pirate synergies because in the story she's she supposed to be pirate. pirate. I don't think that the correct deck for her is, like, a pirate-themed yeah deck i think that like she is really a like a controlling, controlling. mid-range planes like very similar to like elspeth's role yeah. not similar to like any elspeth at the higher power level but the role i think the role that they would play is going to be very similar to the role that elspeth played in obzon yeah back in the day do we still have like the delirium cards no they all rotate with shadows because uh, yeah. that's sort of the other because delirium has historically been a kind of controlling deck because it yeah. played a more controlling slow game and then Got to Emrakul, right? Yeah. Um, so I could picture this as sort of a top end to that style of Yeah. Um, I remember last time she was in Standard, I played her in Sultai. Um, and mm. I played her with, uh, I played Frasca. I played Big Liliana, the original like Liliana Vess, <laughs> Ashiok, Kiora. Um, oh, there were so many good ones. <laughs> uh, and this time, if you're in Sultai, so if, you, if you're in Sultai, you get Scarab God. If you're in okay. Jund, you get Scorpion God. Um <laughs> And what else? You get like some planeswalkers in those colors. You get like if you're in red, you get Chandra. Uh, if you, and then you're more of like a tapo control deck. If you're in blue, um, I think that instead you're gonna go more with like splashing some counter spells. And um, I don't know. I'm looking. I think that like we need more cards from Ixalan before we can actually like put this shell together. Uh, but I'm excited because I think that um, I like Raska. I like what what she's doing. Um, yeah. Like Soren, the last six mana planeswalker we had, Soren came down and if you wanted it to have an impact on the board it had a tick down um and kill something like it had a lot of loyalty but it couldn't produce any kind of bodies or protect itself in any way it's sure. ticking up just drew you a card and so, like storm was sometimes good but it didn't see a ton of play because i think it was like overall too low impact for a six drop because it was too often that you tap out draw a card and die uh, or like Soren would die, and then yeah. you're like, why? What did I just do? Like, why did I, I do that? Whole turn, like, yeah. Not Whereas Vraska, I think is is a little bit better. Um, so I, I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited to play with Vraska, as I've said multiple times now. Yeah, yeah. Excited to see her. I do like her in a shell of Scorpion God. Not that they have any synergy together, but just that those are two powerful cards, and it's a nice curve topper. Five Scorpion, six. Sorry, I said yeah. Scorpion Scarab. Yeah. Um. Five Scarab, six Vraska. It feels like, like again, to draw comparisons to Obzon, like Obzon was just a pile of the best removal <laughs> spells, the best creatures, and the best planeswalkers in standard. Yep. And it's a little weird because right now that's kind of teamer. Teamer. Um, and I don't think Vraska wants to be in teamer. Oh, no. Um, because, like, it just doesn't fit. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Though teamer, I do like teamer splashing black for Scarab, Scarab God. God. yeah. It's um, scary. <laughs> But, uh, I, and I think also Teamer's not controlling enough for mm -hmm. the shell that Vraska wants to be in. Um, but it feels like you, you could maybe do something again and just swap out red for black instead. Uh, and and we'll see. We'll see. 
So yeah, that's all we got for today. Those were the, the spoilers that we got. We have one more week of spoilers coming up. Woo! Um, again, I'm just looking at those pretty lands. So pretty from Unstable. So I'm excited to get some of those, pick up those. Uh, and I think that's it for today. So with that, I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.